good morning, everyone. Happy post-Christmas, almost New Year's. Hope you're doing well. My name is Deirdre Martin. It's great to see you all here today. Uh, as you know, some of you, if you're new, you don't know, but just want to reiterate um, what Warehouse 242 is all about. We are a church collective rooted in West Charlotte and for the Queen City. And we express this through truth, creativity, community, and justice. So wherever you're rooted in Charlotte and beyond, we just hope that you feel welcome here, and we are so glad you're here. Um, So just to orient you a little bit to the building, if you are new, um, over this way to my right, your left, through those doors, we have a coffee room, we have an art gallery behind that, would love for you to spend some time in that space, and then that way, around the corner there, past that mural, are our restrooms. And so, again, just make yourself at home, and again, we are so glad that you're here today. A lot is going on as we enter into the new year here at Warehouse, and one thing I want to announce first up is next Sunday morning at 8.30, so early, you can do it, get up, um, get your caffeinated beverages, and we'd love to see you here for the hospitality team gathering. This is for anyone who currently serves on a hospitality team and parking, greeting, coffee team, or anyone who is interested in serving. And don't worry, if you show up, you're not committing yet to anything, um, but we'd love for you to come and just hear more about it. And you guys remember, um, we just came through this incredible series on radical hospitality and really looking at how... Um, Our God is such a God of welcome and a God of hospitality, and it's so rooted in our Christian faith. And we want to be like that at Warehouse. We want to be a church that is known for our radical hospitality. And remember how we talked about how it doesn't always mean just cooking a casserole. Um, Hospitality comes in many forms, but the most important thing is just opening up our doors, opening up our hearts, being present with people, and showing people that they are wanted here. And so this is a great way to get involved, Uh, again, through parking, greeting, our coffee team. Um, We we would love it if, you know, a third, a half of this room were all serving on one of these teams, making sure that everyone felt welcome when they came in. And uh, just so you know, I served um, as a greeter for many, many years and loved it. And, you know, not only is it a way to welcome in our community, it's such a great way to grow personally. Uh, I loved it, and I got to know so many people here at Warehouse just through my time of serving. So it's a way to build community with the other people that you're serving with. So please come next Sunday morning. Love to have you there. Also next Sunday, after service from 1130 to 1, is going to be an interest meeting for families interested in going to the Dominican Republic this summer. Really excited about this. Uh, The trip is going to be from June 29th to July 7th. And this trip is particularly for middle school kids, high school kids, and adults who have an interest in teaching English to our friends there in the DR. It's going to be a fantastic trip. Um, love for you to go. If you want to come next week, um, there is child care and there is lunch. And you don't even have to sign up. You just show up. So even better. You can commit at the moment to just be there. Um, but again, you're not saying you're definitely going. Just come and learn more about it and see if the Lord leads you uh, to go on this really great trip. Um, today is a little bit different as we are ending um, 
uh, one year and going into a new year, we are excited that we have, a, it's hard to call him a special guest because he's really still one of us, uh, Mark Dickman. Uh, many of you know Mark. Yep, let's give a shout out. Nice surprise for many of you. Um, Mark served as one of our pastors here at Warehouse for 17 years, uh, so he's friends to many of us, and he now serves uh, with a nonprofit here in West Charlotte called Freedom Communities, doing incredible work here in the West Side. So Mark is going to give a short teaching today, and we're going to have an extended time of prayer. So again, today's going to look a little different, so I encourage you just to kind of open up and and be ready for it. Um, We're going to have some worship music after Mark speaks, and then go into a time of prayer, and then more singing. So it's not over. So when you hear the first set, it's not over. you got to stay. There's more to come. Um, So again, it's going to be a really good day uh, just to celebrate what the Lord's doing You know, speaking of that, um, that's one of the things that we're thinking through is taking that time to slow down and really think about what God has done in our lives. And I think that's one of the things that we have a hard time doing. If you're like me, I have a hard time doing that. I just had a friend recently tell me, Deirdre, you need to take some time and really reflect on this year and think about what God has done and how you've seen him work. And I tend to just keep going on to the next thing, the next thing. And so that was, I was like, you're right, you're right, I need to do that. And then this morning, I was reading Psalm 104, and verse 31 says, May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. And I thought about that. I thought, if, the, if we're asking the Lord rejoice in his own works, how much more for us to take some time to rejoice in his works and what he's done. So I thought that was a great reminder as we go into the new year. So I'd love for you guys to pray with me, um, pray with me about that, that we will just be a type of people that will slow down as we enter into the new year uh, to rejoice in what he's doing. So Father God, we love you today, Lord. We thank you so much for a new day. We thank you, Lord, for the end of one year and the beginning of a new year, Lord, where we can take that time to reflect on your movement in our lives and in this world. God, we confess that we often are just going to the next thing, and um, it's hard to slow down and take that time. But, Father, we long to do that. So, God, just give us um, grace as we seek you in this new year. God, give us grace as we look for you, and I pray that we will have eyes just to see you, Lord, and to be open um, to what you're doing. So, Father, we give you today. I pray for Mark as he brings a message to us. Um, And, Lord, just may your spirit um, just dwell in our hearts and in this place as we worship you today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, friends. Good morning. We love light this time of year, don't we? You know, Thanksgiving is in many ways the introduction to a season of light, right? Because many of you are the types of people who, when you're thinking about Thanksgiving, you're thinking, yeah, that's a holiday, but it's also a prelude to getting the lights out and getting the decorations out and preparing for, like, this season of light. So we talk about Black Friday being, like, the official start of the Christmas shopping season. And for others, and maybe many of you, like, that Friday is also the start of the Christmas decorating season, right? And that's when... Our city and cities around the world, really, transform through lights. And, you know, certain neighborhoods in our city really pride themselves. Certain 
streets or cul-de-sacs pride themselves in the lights that they display around Christmas time. If you're like my wife and children, they love to go to McCaddenville and see the lights and maybe head on over to Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden and see the Garden of Lights. Like for me, I love the simplicity of just the small white lights on the Christmas tree. I get up very early in the morning, before the dog, before the kids, before Amy. I love to plug in that little Christmas tree and just sit in a dark room with the illumination of that simple little Christmas tree with those white lights. Love that. That just feeds my soul. Others of you are like, no, Mark. Got to have the colored lights. Got to have the blinky lights or the flashy lights or the twirly lights or whatever. Some of you like the big chunky lights, the big bulby lights. Like, we have our preferences when it comes to lights, don't we? And then if you are like me and you admire someone like Ivan Ong, you have learned to develop a new appreciation for the lights in the sky this time of year. And it's been a little overcast recently, but I don't know if you had a chance recently to see how awesome the moon has been. Just lighting up the night sky. And if you have a good view of the southeast at night, Orion is beautiful this time of year. And Orion, if you follow constellations, it's a great gateway to all these other amazing constellations in the nighttime sky. Or if you get up really early, December is an amazing time to see Venus rising in the east, just like a diamond in the night. We love light. There is something captivating, especially this season, about lights. And light is a major theme in the Bible. From the first pages to the very last words. Which is why it's fitting that at this time of year, at Warehouse, you've been walking through this series about how the light gets in. And you've been challenged throughout this series about different ways to let the light in and keep it in. And so today, in my very little talk today, I would like to invite you and to me, and and me as well, to remember that light is a sign. Not just this time of year, but all year long, light is a sign. In other words, light is something we can see, something material in, some, in, a, in a way, that points to something deeply spiritual. It points to something deeply spiritual, and that's something that we can let in throughout the year. And so with that little introduction, that takes us to our final profile of this series. We've been looking at different New Testament figures throughout the the Advent season. And today we come to this man named Simeon, this uh, little known prophet in the New Testament. And here's what we know about Simeon. So we don't know much about him, but we think that he was an old guy, probably a widow. And we know that he was a faithful Jewish man who the Bible basically describes this as a good guy, righteous, devout, eagerly anticipating what the Bible says, the consolation of Israel. For hundreds and hundreds 
and hundreds of years, the nation of Israel had been waiting for restoration. They had been waiting for the promised Messiah to come and to make things right. For hundreds of years, they waited. Rome occupies Israel, a tyrannical king rules the land, and still they wait. Until one day, the Holy Spirit comes to Simeon, and we don't exactly know how and what this looked like, but the Holy Spirit comes to Simeon and says, Simeon, you will get to see this long-awaited Messiah, the Christ. Simeon lives in Jerusalem, and one day the same Holy Spirit nudges Simeon and says, time to go to the temple. Now, at that same time, Jesus' family, Jesus' mom and dad, were bringing Jesus to the temple to fulfill their own requirements because this was their firstborn male child, so they were dedicating and devoting him to the Lord. And so they brought him into the temple, and lots was going on at the temple. And people were passing by, and God made it very clear to Simeon. In some very real way, Simeon heard, there he is. And Simeon walks up, To Mary and Joseph. And now, I don't know if the biographer of this account meant this to be funny, but I think this is hilarious. Because Simeon does not say, excuse me, ma'am, I've been prompted by the Holy Spirit to give a blessing to your child. May I please take your child? No. The Bible says Simeon took the child. So he walks up to Mary and takes the child. Now, Mary has been through a lot. Right? She's a young girl. She's been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. She's given birth to the Messiah. She's had shepherds come down and worship the child at her feet. She was, you know, in a stable. Like, she's been through a lot. So probably at this stage of her life, not a whole lot's going to surprise her that much. And Simeon was an old dude. It's not like Christian McCaffrey taking the child, like, booking down the sidelines, right? (laughs) Simeon takes the child. This child, this long-awaited child, he didn't know his name was Jesus. He just knew that's the Messiah, the Christ. And he says, he gives this wonderful prayer. My eyes have seen your salvation. In the sight of all these people, walking and going about their business, not knowing that this Jesus is the Messiah. I have seen your salvation, Simeon says. The light To the Gentiles, people like me, non-Jews by birth, outsiders who have been brought in. The light to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The Christ has come. The light has come. This is a cause for great celebration. And Simeon basically says... I can die in peace because I've seen this long-awaited Messiah. This light. Not many people, I know Warehouse pretty well, not many of us are Jewish by birth. And so the promise that those of us who are Gentiles can be brought in is reason to celebrate. In other words, Jesus is the great Glorious, God-revealing light. Not just this time of year, but all year long. 
Which is why it is our opportunity in a series like this to be reminded that God wants his light inside of us. And we get to choose to bring that light in, to open ourselves so that the light gets in and walk in that light all year long. The people like me who are once living in darkness have seen this great light. Now, maybe for some of you, the thought of living in light may sound a little bit overly poetic and not maybe concrete enough. Simeon was prompted by the Holy Spirit. Those who desire God's light in them get that same Holy Spirit. And when you and I let that light in, the Bible promises us that our lives will change for the good. And that light looks like things like our lives demonstrating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. As the light gets in, our lives change like that. Take the exact opposite of all those words listed in the Bible in Galatians chapter 5. The opposite of all those, that's the darkness that is prevalent in our world and in our hearts and in our city. And yet when the light gets in, our lives change. And you and I get to be light bringers to a dark world, desperate for the light. So, I would like us to remember this. Light is a sign. Light is a sign that points us to Jesus. And the Bible gives us this amazing promise. That every light that we see, that every light we use, whether it's an overhead light, whether it's a lantern, whether it's a candle, whether it's our headlights on our car, whether we use the nighttime light of the moon, the stars, the sun, every single light is good. But every one of those lights that we see is a sign that points us to Jesus to remind us that one day all these lights will be irrelevant. Irrelevant. We won't need them anymore. History is going somewhere. Jesus will come again and make it all right. And we won't need the sun. We won't need these lights. We won't need the moon. For the light of Christ will be enough. More than enough. The light of Christ, the glory of God will be all we need. And its promise is in the very last words of the very last letter in the Bible. So when you and I see light this year, this year to come in 2019, may we be prompted to say simple prayers like, thank you, Jesus, for coming. Bring your light in. Expose those dark places in my life so that your light would radiate in and through me.
the light of Christ is reason to celebrate all year long. Let's pray. We living in darkness have seen this great light. Those ancient words from the prophet Isaiah that we remind ourselves each Christmas time when we go to church, maybe when we read our Bibles. What an amazing promise, Jesus, that we can take your light with us wherever we go. And every time we see any source of light at all, it's a reminder that you're with us, even in our most scary times and most scary places where we feel most alone, we simply need to look to the light, to any light, to be reminded that you're there and that you will bring it all together. You will make it all right. History will be culminated ultimately in you. Thank you for your amazing good light. May we live and walk in that light and be light bringers wherever we go. For your glory. Amen. Well, good morning. Uh, Roxanne and I get to lead you in a little time of prayer. Um, But before we do that, I was handed a note that there is a white Hyundai accent uh, with Pennsylvania plates apparently parked right out here. Your parking lights are on. Now, if you don't want to jump up now, we're going to be praying in just a couple minutes. All our eyes are going to be closed. But if you just can't tear yourself away um, and you, you want to be part of what we're doing, hey, I've got jumper cables. I bet there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of big truck drivers around that probably have jumper cables too, so you can find me if your battery's dead. So um, any event, um, I'm going to lead us through. Uh, I'm going to offer some prayer of thanksgiving and praise, um, and then I'm going to ask all of y'all to circle up in groups of four or five or so spend a few minutes um, praising and thanking God. Uh, and then Roxanne will lead us into uh, some time of prayer uh, around, <clears throat> excuse me, longing and expectation. Uh, so uh, we'll jump right into that. Uh, let me pray, and then I'll ask you guys to circle up and, and pray as well, okay? Uh, Lord Jesus, we uh, acknowledge that we're born into this world sinful and broken, into a world uh, that is broken. Uh, We thank you that you came and you died for us. Um, You overcame death. You rose again. Thank you that you came to rescue us and that your desire is for us. Thank you that you want us to be with you. You want us to be whole. And you are willing and able um, to make that happen. Um, we thank you that you are um, coming again to make the, the world new again, to make it right, to be our light. Thank you that that is not uh, some far off and distant event, but that it is happening right now. It has been happening since the beginning of time. Thank you that it is now and that we get to be a part of it. Thank you that um, you are leading us to a day um, when there will be no more sorrow, 
There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more tears when we will never say goodbye again um, to those that we love. Thank you that we do not um, suffer and struggle now in vain, but that you give meaning and purpose to everything um, that happens in our lives, everything that we experience and go through, good and bad. Jesus, we are grateful for this, um, this community of Warehouse. Thank you for what you have done, you are doing, and will do. Thank you that we get to be a part of it. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your love for us and for your power. We thank you that death and sin um, do not define us. They do not get the last word, but your power and your grace and your love get the final word. It is you who define us, who define our lives and define all of history. It's you who defines our world. Thank you. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. So if you will, take a few minutes, circle up in four or five, um, spend some time giving thanks and praising God. And then Roxanne will close that time and lead us into our next section of prayer. you to continue in your groups. Don't stop, but just listen as you continue to hold space with each other. In a few days, we are going to welcome a new year. And for a lot of us, we start thinking about New Year's resolutions. Resolutions are a desire for change. I want to read something that I read this morning from an author that I admire greatly, Christine Walters Paytner. Her thoughts on New Year's resolutions, that they often come from a place of lack, of thinking we know how to fix ourselves. And unfortunately, they are often fueled by a consumer culture that is eager to have us buy more and more things to improve ourselves. Embracing mystery, on the other hand, honors our profound giftedness and depth and acknowledges that coming to know ourselves and God is a lifetime exploration. And as followers of Christ here in this place, that's what we're on. We're on this journey of getting to know ourselves and God deeper and better. And so as you think of resolutions, I want to shift that to thinking of what is your longing for this next year? What are expectations or hopes that you have? This whole Advent and Christmas season, we've been exploring the idea of how the light gets in through the cracks that are in our lives. The poet Rumi says it like this, that the place that the light enters you is the wound. So somehow, our longings or our hopes are tied up with that brokenness, that wound in us, that in a way is really a gift. 
an unexpected gift of the way that Christ enters us and as Mark said, also radiates through us into a dark and broken world. So in your groups, I want you to just take a moment of quiet and then speak into that circle a longing, a hope, an expectation you have for yourself for 2019. As Mark mentioned, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, we continue to pray that your love would compel us in all we do, and that your joy would give us strength, that your peace would rule in us, that your patience would set our pace, and that your kindness would be our immediate response and that your goodness would be our wake and your faithfulness would hold us fast and your gentleness would settle our hearts with your self-control and that our community of Warehouse 242 would continue to be a light of transformation on the west side and in our city. And I want to close our time of corporate prayer with a blessing and a prayer for us. This is one by Jan Richardson called The Map You Make Yourself. You have looked at so many doors with longing, wondering if your life lay on the other side. For today... Choose the door that opens to the inside. Travel the most ancient way of all, the path that leads you to the center of your life. No map but the one you make yourself. No provision but what you already carry and the grace that comes to those who walk the pilgrim's way. Speak this blessing as you set out and watch how your rhythm slows, the cadence of the road drawing you into the pace that is your own. Eat when hungry, rest when tired, listen to your dreaming. Welcome detours as doors deeper in. Pray for protection, ask for guidance, offer gladness, for the gifts that come, and then let them go. Do not expect to return by the same road. Home is always by another way. And you will know it not by the light that waits for you, but by the star that blazes inside you, telling you where you are is holy, and you are welcome here. Amen. So before we go, I think we have a couple end-of-service announcements that I need to deliver to you. Are Mark and Pam here today by chance? 
think the Tafts are leading this Strengthening Your Marriage small group coming up in January and February. Deirdre, you did mention that the Tafts are leading this. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Mark and Pam are longtime participating members at Warehouse 242, great friends of our family and who love serving couples, and they love the gift of marriage and helping couples grow stronger together. So we commend this opportunity to you. Coming up, details at the skinny, and there's your uh, web tag as well. And for more information about anything that Deirdre mentioned or future events coming on up, um, we'll be back here on January 23rd for a Warehouse Talks event, which we're really excited about. So that information will be coming up on the skinny as well. We're going to have a documentary film showing of the renowned documentary Resilience and a panel discussion facilitated by our good friend, Dr. Christian Friend. Great opportunity for the uh, community to come together. So that information will be populated soon on the skinny. Anything else I'm missing today? Oh, and something near and dear to my heart. We pray for West Charlotte every Wednesday up at the Movement Center at 2225 Freedom Drive. So if you would like to join us at the noontime hour, uh, we're going to move back to noon to one o'clock. We pray for our city every Wednesday, and we would love for you to join us. A number of you make your way to join us when you can. Uh, we love for you to join us. And that's happening every... Why are you looking at me like I have 14 heads? No, we don't. Don't we? No, that we're, we're fine. Do not, do not worry about my wife. So. Prayer at West Charlotte. Again, details of that at the skinny. Like, like, am I speaking in Japanese that she does not understand? Welcome back to Warehouse. All right, if you rise, why don't I send you with this blessing? As we get, Steve will edit that out, I'm sure. You know, sometimes the best prayers are the simple prayers. So as you go from here, and as you take the light with you, I might encourage you just with some simple prayers that you can take with you. Jesus, thank you for being the light. Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry. Bring your light in. Jesus, I'm afraid. Show me your light. Jesus, I don't know what to do. Let your light guide me. Jesus, let your light shine in so that I might be your light. And let me bless you with these words. And just as God's word was sent into the world to heal and to redeem, so God sends you into the world this day to be light and love, healing and hope. Go now to be light for the world. And may the grace and peace of God, the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer, come upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen. Blessings to you. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the Warehouse 242 podcast. If you have any questions or want to find out more about Warehouse, visit warehouse242.org or come join us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 
at 2307 Wilkinson Boulevard in Charlotte. Thanks for listening.